0: You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact contact center page. Well, hello and welcome to podcast number five. If you're saying to yourself, podcast number five, What happened to the first four? Well, that means you started in the middle and you need to go back to the first podcast and work your way through. This is actually the third podcast in a series on culture. In the first podcast, we talked about winning culture and we focused more on the front line. In the second podcast on culture, we focused on leader culture. And in this one, we're going to focus on service culture a little bit more of an enterprise look. Um, you know, we're going to focus more on the forest than the trees. We're going to be a little bit more macro than micro. I love when people take a look at the big picture, when you're trying to get a, a bigger view of what's going on. And, and the biggest view of all biggest views that I can remember was way back in the early 1960s when President John F. Kennedy probably made the biggest most extraordinarily extraordinary goal in the history of man, right? He said, we're going to the moon. But he didn't actually say we're going to the moon. What he said was, we choose to go to the moon before the end of the decade. And he said, we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do other things, not because they're easy, but because they are hard. So he makes this big, voluminous, big, hairy goal that he sets out there. Which may be the largest goal in the history of man. And then, of course, we turn around and do it. So, anyway, I love big goals. I love big visions. And I love talking at a macro level. So, today we're going to talk about service culture. And service culture starts with in a contact center that we're going to be orchestra built. That means that we build great musicians that can play or perform whatever we add or change. You see, if you look at your contact center like an orchestra and the different pieces that are in there are like an orchestra, you begin to recognize that we need to be able to play and perform many different functions. This is pretty easy for the BPOs because BPOs by the very nature are an organization that comes in and services and supports all different types of contact centers, all different types of industry. But even if you're not a BPO and you're just running a service organization to support the selling of shoes or computers or car rentals or banks or cable or whatever it might be, we still want to build an orchestra. And in the orchestra, we're going to have many different types of people, right? We've already talked about the fact that, that, let's face it, nobody started with the fact that they wanted to be a contact center agent when they grew up. So that means that we've got some actors, we've got some marketing, maybe some future bankers, maybe a future CEO in there. And we've got employees that have been there a little bit of time, employees that have been there a long time. We've got employees that are really talented and gifted in some areas and not so much in others. So we already start with this orchestra. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them all to be able to perform whatever it is we add or change. Because Let's face it, our business is going to change. Our business won't say the same. We'll add services. We'll reduce services. And the reason for that is, is because the contact center is ever-changing, ever-evolving. And you can say that you're not sure which direction it's going in, but I can tell you the direction that it's going in. And that is, is that every single call, every physical call is getting more difficult than they've ever been. And the reason for that is, is because the easier calls are slowly but surely being taken up by technology. It started way back when, when we, when the IVR started to take over some of the simpler calls like account balances. And of course, now we've got self-service on the web and, you know, we're talking about bots and those type of things. Well, wherever they're going, they're going after the simpler calls. And that's just because technology works better when I've got a process and a structure to it. So that means we're always going to be having more difficult calls and they're going to continue to become more difficult and more complicated as to what's left over for us humans. So that means that the skills and talents that we need to be able to overcome the more difficult calls means that we need to have an organization that's flexible and capable of doing different things. So what that means is we have to invest in them. And whether that be invest in more training, more coaching, more gaming that allows them to be more motivated, motivated, which keeps them around for a little bit longer, we always get back to the fact that when we invest in them, it's difficult to do. And I, I often often look at people in a contact center a little bit like rental cars. We, we seem to be hesitant in a contact center to invest the money and time in people because, one, they're entry-level positions, they don't get paid a lot of money, and there's a really high turnover rate. So we're always stuck with this risk-reward. Well, if we invest a whole bunch of training in them, they might not stick around. And, and I always I remember this so vividly, there was a guy. I'll just, I'll just tell you that his name was Jim, and he worked in um, he, he worked in the organization that I did. And we were at a um, at an event that was located at our corporate headquarters. We rented some cars, and a group of four of us had gone out for dinner. We were in a rental car, and we're I'm driving down the road at 60 miles an hour, and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, he flips my car into the park position. It was one of those um, where you, where you change the park, park neutral drive. It was on the, uh, on the steering column shaft and he flipped it into, he, he flipped it into, um, park and at 60 miles an hour and the car starts making this rat-a-tat-tat rattle kind of noise. And he jokes and he says, you know, it just makes the funniest noise when you throw it into park. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. So I shifted it out of park really quickly, put it in drive and kept going. Um, and I thought he was going to drop the transmission right there on the road. And, I always remember that because people are not very good when it comes to rental cars. They just don't take as good care of them as they do take care of things that they own. And I've never done that before. Do not call me in. I'm not going to give you Jim's last name. But the reality is is people don't care, take as good a care of rental stuff as they do stuff they're going to own. And I sometimes feel like we look at the people in our contact center as rentals. Well, the reality is, is whether they're rentals or not, they're going to be there for a short amount of time or a long amount of time. The reality is we need to build a good orchestra. It's good culture. And when we build a good, um, a, a good orchestra, then our people need to be great at empathy and overcoming objections and connection and, you know, new areas and new projects that they're going to work on. We need to be readily flexible enough to do the kind of things that we want them to do. So our first goal is we want to build a great orchestra. As a side note, if you're a sales culture, then our first one is going to be competitive. If you're in a sales organization and and, and you're looking for an overreaching for sales, it is competitive, which means we compete always and on everything. Sales is all about competition. It needs to be one of the core components of a culture that's a contact center that's focused on sales. So anyway, back to number one is orchestra built. Number two is pursuit of excellence. We're going to do it right plus results. Excellence drives all. What does that mean? It means that Nike has it wrong. It's not just do it; it's do it right. Do the right things. This may sound pretty obvious to you, but it, it's it's really not. We want to do it the right way. We want to we want to pursue. Excellence in what we do. I love the um, I love the quote from Vince Lombardi, who was a former football coach of the Green Bay Packers, like a long time ago, back when dinosaurs were roaming the earth. And he said a, a really great quote. He said, "Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence." We want to do the right things. It's one of the reasons that we have quality monitoring, right? I mean, the, the customer may be happy, but we may have the rep may have done things completely wrong right? It has to be the right way because what we learn over the time is, is we learn over time what's the most efficient and the most effective way to do your business. And, and when we do things efficiently and effectively, it gets done to scale because we have to train to scale. I mean, it'd be really great, but nobody's going to say, listen, why don't you just take one call today and make it perfect? That's not the way it works right you have to take many 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 calls and with many many different circumstances and obviously many different problems so what we want to do is we want to pursue excellence but we have to do it right we have to have a culture that's set to do it right we do a lot of work with customer experience and and obviously the customer's feedback and perspective is is mission critical to what we want to do and if we can make our customers happy we make our customers satisfied that's really wonderful but that's why we have to have some checks and balances in place because, again, sometimes we could make the customer happy yet have given them incorrect information or, or information that may end up being harmful to them or harmful to the company. So what we want to do is we want to have an organization that's looking to do it right plus results. And if you set a culture that's based on the fact that we're going to pursue excellence, we're going to pursue the correct way we're going to do things, we're going to reward and recognize people that do it right then what you end up with is you end up with a culture that will work for you. So we've got orchestra built and pursuit of excellence. The third component of a service culture is being team-driven. Team-driven means we work together to achieve our goals. You know what? Everybody talks about teams, and you know, we want to have great teams, but there's really some some, some things about teams that really allow us to be better at what we do. And the reason for that is is because when you're part of a team and when you're pursuing being team driven, the people in your organization are part of something bigger. And they're part of something bigger, and the way that we accomplish that is that we really do cele- celebrate overall success, right? We work together, when we work together on everyone's challenge, right? So it's it's a challenge for everyone. We share in the success. We're all responsible for the failure everybody wants to be involved in something bigger. Everybody wants to be involved in something bigger. And and the way that you create a team is is you create a team through connection, right? Because not everybody's If you've got a 300 agent center or you've got a 10,000 agent center, not everybody's going to know everybody. I mean, you've got to be under 15, 20 people before everybody knows everybody. So connection is what drives the team together, right? Because it's almost like the telephone tag game where you, you know, you work your way down the line and everybody whispers into the next person's ear what the word is. Well, all you need is one bad link and and you can't accomplish your goal. Well, that's the way you create a team is that, is that you link people together and you link people together one by communicating to them collectively, communicating to them consistently, talking to them as if they are one entity and when, when, you, when, you, when you talk to them as one entity, you're one, you're communicating the entity's goals and whether you've achieved them or not achieved them, you're celebrating that success. Now, you may want to hone in on particular individuals that, that made a key contribution to the success, but we really celebrate the overall team, right? And then we work our way down to the individual. And if we work together to achieve our goals, you've got a better shot because you can't just have 10 people show up. If you've got a 300 agent center, everybody's got to show up on time. So we've got to work as a team and look at that as a team. Strongly suggest team recognition and team rewards. Any sort of team rewards always works and is successful. So we want to be team driven. We work together to achieve our goals. Our fourth key to service culture is performance measured. Which means we measure results well. We measure accomplishments even better. You know, results are results are your KPIs. Results are the numbers that you're trying to drive that are important to you. And whether that's CSAT or average handle time or sales or first call resolution, NPS, whatever it is that you're KPIs are that you're trying to drive to, those are your results. And and I'm not saying you shouldn't measure those results and shouldn't be keeping track of those results, but we measure accomplishments better in the contact center, which lead to those results, right? You, you, You get to a great CSAT score by measuring and driving the accomplishments of empathy and enthusiasm and call control and greetings and accuracy all the accomplishments that lead to the results. It's why we're so focused on gamification tools to emphasize and focus on accomplishments that make up the results. And the reason that we focus on the accomplishments is one, because it allows us to get it into a smaller piece. It's not just, hey, you need to go from a 4.8 to a 4.9. It's if we work on this particular attribute like empathy or your greeting or call control, or acknowledgement, what that allows us to do then is to to make a contribution to the result. And remember that every person in your center is different. They all have different accomplishments that get them to the performance that we want. So we've got this one big generic number. Imagine that the organization is looking at, at an archery bullseye, right? And we're all targeted at achieving a CSAT score of 4.85, let's say on a scale of one to five. Well, that 4.85 of the organization is made up of 300 individual targets that everyone else is working towards to get to that number. And every one of them is going to be different. So every one of their accomplishments is going to be different that they're working on. And one bad apple does spoil the whole bunch through. So we need to work together by measuring the accomplishments of the teams and the groups and the individuals, which gets us to the results, which allows us to be performance measured. Here's a football quote from Roger Staubach, it takes a lot of unspectacular preparation to get spectacular results. Right, so the next time you're looking at driving towards a goal, take a look and see whether you're focused on the results or you're focused on the accomplishments. And the final key attribute to a service culture is that we are new hire welcomed. We are professionals at integrating our new hires. We have to have a contact center that has a core competency of hiring people and integrating them. If you can't sit down and stare deeply into the eyes of your boss or to the people that work for you directly and say that your core competency is hiring people, you need to sit down and work on this today. Because if you're in a contact center, you have turnover. Whether it's a small turnover number or a a large turnover number, you have to be really great at hiring people, which means we need to be really great at new hiring, welcoming them into the organization. I'll give you an example, and it's a great way to test your culture. Are you an organization that has really great going away parties when somebody leaves or really great Welcome parties when they arrive. If you're a going away parting organization, you're probably not real good at, at new hire welcomes. I, I'm a, I, I don't believe in going away parties at all, right? When you, when, when you decide to leave, you leave. You can say thank you, goodbye. If you have to have some sort of an event forum, then do it off site. I mean, all it does is foster bad thoughts, ideas. Of course, the grass is greener somewhere else. Right, We want to be really good at welcoming and hiring people and bringing them in and being excited about that and integrating them into the organization. And when we do that, then we're new hire welcomed. And that's a great culture to have in a contact center. Maybe one of the most valuable uh, culture aspects to have because it's something that we need to be very, very good at to do. So let's be new hire welcomed. We're professionals at integrating our new hires. And if we get that together, then we've got it all set. Let's go from the top. Orchestra built. We build great musicians that can play or perform whatever we add or change. We pursue excellence. We do it right, plus results. Excellence drives all. We're team-driven. We work together to achieve our goals. We're performance measured, we measure results well, we measure accomplishments better, and we are new hire welcomed. We're professionals at integrating our new hires. Do these things and you will have a core great service culture. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the culture series. And if you, again, if you haven't listened to them, go back and listen to the winning culture series or the leader culture. And of course, we just listened to the service culture. It was great talking to you this week. Look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day, great night. Bye-bye now.